If you're a fan of pasta, we've got a great offer for you. Pasta evangelists make delicious, fresh, handcrafted Italian pasta dishes and deliver them straight to your door. You get sent everything you need to prepare your meal in just five minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 10 delicious dishes with vegetarian and gluten-free options. You can have regular deliveries or just order once. They get rave reviews as well, with Times food critic Giles Corrin calling their food mind-blowingly delicious. You can try Pasta Evangelist's pasta yourself and get handcrafted pasta meal for two for just £4 with our special discount code. So go to pastaevangelists.com and put in the code BRUMRADIO for £10 off your first order. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello everybody, it's Barbara Nice here, Barbara's in Streisand, Nice is in the biscuit. I hope you're all doing well, we're all doing our pigging best. And some lovely stories been going around about people helping people out. And that's the kind of thing we want to, to know about. And I'm still very interested in wildlife coming in and starting to feel like it's quiet for them, isn't it? So I'm worried about rats, that's what I'm saying to you. What about you and rats, Paul? Do you think there's any chance of take um, over yes well the, 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 i don't know what they get up to when humans aren't around but they also need us to feed them i think so maybe there'll be less food for them to eat who knows yeah and weren't you saying that when the big market closed all mm. the rats emigrated is yeah, that right a massive market in center birmingham yeah but obviously it's their food source there's a lot of scraps going and food stored overnight and now it's closed they had to spread out around the city making everyone feel really worried now <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. We've got to face reality, look. But also, the hopefully, the stray cat population will deal with them for us. Is there a stray cat population, yes. look? When we first came to the shed, there used to be loads of cats all over the place. I've not seen them so much. But also, we've not been to the shed, so that'd be why. Well, they might be there. They might be, they might be living in the shed now. They might have their feet up on the table, <laughs> smoking a pipe and saying, who'd like another hot cross bun? <laughs> I think that... In fact, I think that is what's pigging going on. And why why do we have hot cross buns all year round? Nothing seasonal, is it? Just should have just left hot cross buns where they were. I'm still looking One for a penny, two a penny every day. You're still looking for it. You can get them yeah. cheap in Astra. I think well, about 65 pence for a big one. <laughs> well, I didn't get any for Easter, so now is the time. Oh, right. Yeah, you better go out. But only if, if on your necessary shop. You can't yeah. just go for just for Easter eggs. Get locked up. <laughs> And I'm very pleased to say that me and Paul were just chatting about rats and yes, <laughs> Easter do. eggs, actually, picking do. Because we're waiting to hear from one of the great joys of doing these daily podcasts is they're able to talk to people that over the years, as I've jigged up and down the country, and I'm telling you now, I've done pigging hundreds of them, all on public transport. It's a lovely thing because I'm getting in touch with people that I really clicked with that I really thought, oh, I like you. You know, you're a pal of mine, even though I've only seen you in the in a green room. They're not green, them rooms, you know. Some of them are scruffy places. But, you know, the room they put you before you go on. And this girl now that we're going to talk to, God, I think she's smashing. She's a lovely person. And she's one of our greatest performers as well. And the joy of doing these things and having the time is that I've got in touch with her. I said, have you got time to talk? She said, she gave me the time she was free. 
She's looking after kids and stuff at home and all that. And she said, come on, Barbara, let's have a chat. So it's the great, the brilliant Izzy Sutty. I'm thrilled. I can't wait to talk to her. I think she's lovely. And she'll be coming through in a bit. She said she didn't know whether she'd be able to do it. Like me, she doesn't like all the technology. But like me, she's thinking we've got to get on with it. You know, we've just got to. If we want to stay with the game, we've got to get with the game. So I think she'll she'll get through. She's that kind of girl. It's just a chat and it's probably started now if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so listen, what's the weather like in London? Very, it's very nice actually. It's the kind of weather I really like because it's yeah. not too hot. Mm. Um, and because I burn very easily. Do you burn easily? Well, I think I'm a bit Celtic. But when I was a kid, everybody thought it was great to get all your kids sunburnt. Do you know what I mean? It used to be regarded as very good work if your kids were sunburnt. It proved you'd been on a good holiday, didn't it? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got so many moles and freckles that um, they just join up. The freckles just join up oh. if I don't put sun cream on. I haven't put any on today, actually, but... It's weird going outside. It sort of reminds me that it reminds me that there's a world out there, but it also reminds me we're in lockdown, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. both at the same time. It reminds me out there of being a kid because I've got more time on my hands. I'm noticing things like um, things crawling in the grass, picking dandelions, all that. I've got more time on my hands because I haven't got little kids. I've got time on my hands. Yeah, but I know what you mean because we go to these woods every day and... Um, my daughter wants to stop and look at, like, dandelion clocks and no. stuff. And I think, well, there's no reason why not. Because what else have we got to do? And actually, normally, I think I'd be like, oh, we've got to get back. But now there's just no reason. It's lovely in lots of ways, isn't it? It's a, and a nice time to be at home with a kid. Like, I know it's hard work. I understand all that. But my kids are, are grown up now. And often thinking, oh, I'd love them to be little now. Because I was always having to go off to work, you know. Yeah, and I normally am. And I know what you mean. There have been some really lovely moments. Like, we've had, like, a sleepover. We've had a midnight feast. And mm -hmm. um, we've all been dancing to the stone roses in the living room and stuff. Mm -hmm. And even, actually, I'm getting to know... This is the most time I've ever spent with my partner as well. Because ever since we got together, we've both just worked That's the whole right. time. So it's... It, I mean, it, how's it going? going? It's all right. <laughs> the stuff I've never noticed about him before, like, um, who's that guy from The Fall, Marquis Smith? All right, yeah. He does impressions of him, like, hourly. And I've just never <laughs> noticed that. And in the shower, he does impressions of him the whole time. And sometimes I find it really annoying, and then other times I find it really endearing. So it's That's like, right. <laughs> And the other thing is that when I ask him for squat, we drink quite a lot of orange squash, um, <laughs> even more so now. It's like I'm turning to the comfort foods of my, of my childhood. But he always fills it like half full. And then he says, oh, it's three quarters full. He gets really sort of mardy about it. Right. And, I don't, and he says it's because I'm going to spill it. And I'm like, I'm not going to spill it. You wouldn't. You don't do that with any other drinks. It's like it's pre-programmed to only fill orange squash half full. But apart from that, we're getting on all right. Very good. Very good. I think he's coming from some situation where his mum or his dad always thought he'd be spilling squash. Yeah. That's where that's yeah, come that's from. I think you must be right, actually, because it's got to be connected to... So maybe there's a childhood trauma it's connected to that's that's right. resulted in this. Uh, yeah. 
So there you are, spending more time together. So that's nice. And get a sort of finding stuff endearing and annoying in equal measure. Seems perfect. Yeah. And then also I find, I don't know if you found this, that some days I feel like, come on then, bring it on. Like it, it almost feels normal. And it's like, for me, the days go by really quickly because of the kids. So we have lunch at half 11 and I start making dinner at half four. And everything's on this conveyor belt of sweeping up, wiping up, picking toys up, trying to do maybe an hour or two of work if we're lucky. I just did work while I was walking along, trying to avoid people at the same time. So that was my walk for the day. And then other days, I'm like, I hate this. I feel really angry and restless and stuff. So it's weird. I thought it'd be certain stages. Do you know what I mean? Like at the first you'd be in denial. I think a bit like grief in a way. And then the next stage and so on. But actually it's not like that. It's changing. Pin down. down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because if you get used to it, like you say, you know, I'm used to it, it's all right. And then as soon as you tell, tell yourself it's all right, it, it pigging isn't actually. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, like it the, situation the situation knows you're getting knows used, you get to used, to used to it. I know, it's like the, it's alive, it's like the virus, it's like it mutates. It's a funny thing. Yeah. Funny thing. yeah. <laughs> There's an echo. Can you hear it, love? I can't hear an echo, no. Oh, good. I'm glad, because I can hear myself. You know when you're on the phone and you've got to keep going, you think, oh, piggy, I can get on my own nose, I can hear myself. I've got that going on. But if you can't hear it, that's good. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's not come up on... I find that with um, Zoom and stuff, don't you, that I I just end up looking at myself. It's a bit like hearing myself in the echo. It's like... I just I don't like it. Myself. I don't like it at all. You're doing a lot of Zoom shows, aren't you? How are they going, love? Well, I've done one stand-up show, which was really, like, loose, and they said do anything. And then I'm doing... I've got two more in that are a bit more... Not slick, but it's like there's an order to it and they're like, do 15 and blah, blah, blah. But no one's doing their normal sets. So... I for that first one that I did, I did this character that I used to do called Jill, who's really like kind of tense and um, exasperated with life. And actually, I quite liked doing that. And she's doing like coronavirus tips and stuff. So I think I'll try doing that for the other ones because I just I can't um, do my normal set. It'd feel too weird. It feels weird, weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any? I've, I've done a little, I've not, I did one on the radio, which is my normal set, and I just felt a fraud, really. But the rest of it, I've just been doing stuff to camera, been knocking around with this pheasant, you know, a, a duck, duck, things, things like, like that. Like that. <laughs> just, just different, different things. things. I like I this like idea of this Jill. That sounds good. Well, she's really, yeah, I used to do it. I, but again, it's really weird doing it to to nothing isn't it i think with these other two gigs they're going to have the some of the audience are going to be on zoom and you you can't hear them but you can see them laughing but it does make you realize how much of a a kind of to and fro any kind of stand-up is because it's like but she's easier to do it's easier to do a character i think than to do my normal set but she's so she's just like 
really high energy and kind of telling people to make gravel soup and stuff like that if you can make nettle soup you can make gravel soup and gravel pie and like like, what's everyone complaining about type thing so it's quite fun to do because of course there's so much to complain about like it's a nightmare (laughs) but um it was quite nice to disappear into her for for 10 minutes and just be like oh you know shut up everyone and get on with it but um, (laughs) I don't know what I'd do in um if I was asked to do my real set because I actually only, so my baby, I've got a five-year-old and I've got a baby who's 14, Aww. 15 months. So I'd only just gone back to gigging. Anyway, I think I did five gigs, then lockdown happened. So right. I, I was doing old stuff and thinking, oh, I need to really write a new set because this feels really old now. And then lockdown happened. So I, I was glad that I remembered Jill because I was like, what am I going to do? I think it sounds great, the Jill stuff I really do. And it's that playfulness, isn't it? Having a... And entertaining yourself. Does she make you laugh, Jill? Yeah, um, and she's based on a kind of amalgamation of two people. It's good, isn't it, when you're based on real people? Do you do that? Yeah, it makes it all a lot better, doesn't it? And it's got that kind of ring of truth behind it. And you feel like you, you've got something to kind of lean on because, you know, you think, oh, what would they say? But, yeah, she's... Um, I, I really like doing her and then... Um, uh, I could sort of talk as her for ages. So maybe in two years when we're still in lockdown, I'll, I've, I've got to <laughs> How long can it pigging go on for? That's the question, isn't it, love? Yeah. Angela Merkel was saying next year, love, and I think she's a nice, sensible woman. I feel like she doesn't mince her words, do you? That, like right. She's a good one. Yeah. Uh, my friend knows a doctor. It sounds really, you know, when people say, oh, my cousin knows a mate's cat. But... My friend knows a doctor who, and they know what's going on, don't they, more than us. And um, he said he reckoned it was going to be at least another year and that um, it'll slowly come back to normal. And then I was thinking when she said that, that even even if I was allowed to hug my mum or, like, one of my mates, that would feel like such a big step. I feel like I'd be really happy. Like, I don't... I wouldn't need much... To feel that's a bit right. We don't. You're not asking for much. Oh, that's very nice, love. Where is your mum? Is she still? Is she still in Matlock? Isn't it? No. Yes. No. She's not. I've I've got no family up in Matlock anymore, which is so sad because I I love going back there so much. But um, I my best mate lives there, and she is like family. So she's there. But um, no, my mum's down in Buckinghamshire near Aylesbury so it's not actually that far from where we are in South London I mean at one point we were gonna drive there and like look through the glass and all that and then it just doesn't feel right to do it really (laughs) (laughs) does it sound very good does it looking through the glass (laughs) do I mean my mum's quite blunt she's not like um she's like what's the point like often I ring her and she's like is this just a waffling phone call? Like, what's get to the point? So, like yesterday, I was just talking to her while I cleaned up the kitchen. She was like, "Is there a point to this phone call?" And I said, "All right, tell me about disinfectant because she's been going on about the right disinfectant to use and stuff." Because I can't find any anti-back wipes, and she loves it when there's a, like a problem to solve. Yeah. So if we went to look through the glass, she'd get so annoyed after about thirty seconds. She'd be like, what are you here for? Just to look through the glass. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, must, you must go. go. You made the right decision. Don't pick and go to Buckinghamshire to look through the glass. Great. Have you tried so flora? Oh, do you know what? And one of my neighbours said about that, 
Is it something you dilute? Yeah, it's yes, very nice. Very Your nice. mother will know all about it. It's like a it, you put it goes sort of cloudy when you put and you get a one little bottle goes a long way. You do dilute it and it's got loads of different flavours. Not flavours, you know. Although what's his name, um, Donald Trump's ch- trying to say that people can not te- ingest or inject. I don't. I think he's being misunderstood, really. But yeah, you can dilute it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I think. My neighbour told me about it, and my mum has mentioned. My mum's sending me Milton tablets and um, a spray can because apparently Milton tablets are good. But my mum said the key thing is to leave disinfectant on the surfaces, not wipe it off. And she said that's why wipes are better because the wipes are like soaked in the solution. But people make the mistake of wiping away the disinfectant immediately with water, and you've got to leave it on the surface. All right, your mother sounds right on it. Does it not taint the food? Well, what? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I'm not spraying it on. What are you? Are you spraying it directly onto like burgers? <laughs> <laughs> what you pick i was thinking more like you know when you've got your spray in your surfaces and then you put some on top of it i suppose i should put a plate on that oh yeah on oh yeah see what you mean like you're putting it down yeah it probably would i reckon what you have to do i think you eventually do have to wipe it off maybe you have to leave it to do its work for like 20 or 30 minutes or something then wipe it off I'm sure you mother's right. I feel awful ashamed of my housekeeping now, spraying it on burgers. Will it not taint the food? People are wiping everything with anti-back wipes. They probably are wiping, like, peaches and meat and stuff. I, I, we got some stuff from Sainsbury's yesterday, and then I wiped it all with anti-back wipes. It must have taken, like, 20 minutes. That's very That's good very of you, that is. Yeah, I mean, Ellis has got Crohn's, so he's he was high ah, risk, right. and then he... he because he's on immunosuppressants, but he's not on a high dose. So they've said he's moderate risk now, but I think I'm a little bit more, um, you know, bit, bit cautious. You're aware, and you've got little ones as well, haven't you? Whereas I don't care, really. <laughs> I don't, but it's funny because I'm probably, you know, very soon I'll be on the list for not letting out age-wise. What do you think about that? people being locked up my mother says she feels like myra hindley in that she's in prison you know like in a prison thing really That's yeah my well what do you well what do you think about it i it depends like i'm trying to imagine if this i keep thinking if only this had happened when i was 25 and i you know if it had to happen at some point in my lifetime i'd love it if it had happened when i didn't you know before i'd had kids when i had loads of time what you think you'd do all this stuff because I'm thinking, oh, I just want to be knitting all the time. I just think about knitting. And I'm so tired at the end of the day, I don't do any. But actually, would I do any of it if I had all the time? Because those people who don't have kids and who have a lot of time, that's a different kind of problem. Well, I don't know how I'd deal with it. If I was over 70 and there was a the prospect of having to stay in, it depends, doesn't it? If you live with someone that you don't like, then it's not great, is it? No. If you live on your own and, you, and you're happy in your own company, then I think, yeah... I think it's one of them. It's, I think I agree with you that what this you think there'd be a perfect age for it, and there isn't really. That whatever age you are, you'd be going, oh, I don't fancy doing that or this. I think what you've got to do is you just make the most of it, love, isn't it? It takes even as more time. That's definite. 
And also, don't you think once we've passed the peak, we'll feel that we're coming, we've gone past the peak, even if we still don't know how long it's going to last. Don't you think it'll be like we're on the next stage mentally? What do you mean, love? You know, like when they say that, you know, like they're saying now it's plateaued and everything in terms of like once the graph starts to go down and it's definitely going down and we've passed that peak, I think we'll feel that we're on to the next stage of the pandemic and that, you know, things are kind of... We're on to another page. Yeah, because I, I think the hardest thing is not knowing how long lockdown's going to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's such a sense of being cut off from, you know, when you're in your house and it's like your biggest quandary is whether to have, like today I ate like a French fancy, you know, Mr. Kipling's. <laughs> it's the Sainsbury's version, but it tastes exactly the same as Mr. Kipling. It's probably a bit cheaper. I'm not getting paid to say that, by the way. I was no, well, no, ready not no, to no. like it because I'm so into <laughs> Mr. Kipling ones, but they do taste the same. Anyway, my biggest quandary was to have one of those or a Welsh cake. It's such a sort of silent existence. And even with the kids shouting and stuff, it's so contained. You're in a bubble. It's like Edinburgh. Very like Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I agree with you. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And then um, if we went into a hospital, we would just not believe that what is going on, how people are losing their loved ones and stuff. And I can't get my head around... There's no middle ground. It's like we're either in our houses and we're sort of maybe not listening to the news or even if we do, there's such a sense of unreality about it or you're on the other side of it where it's just, you know. So it's like, it's it's weird. And I think that'll be such a weird thing emotionally when it's, when it, when lockdown starts to ease. But it, the, the social element of it and how to kind of, how to get back to normality emotionally as well as physically. It's, there's going to be a lot of Edinburgh shows about it. Yeah, there will be. There absolutely will be. It does remind me of Edinburgh. I've thought about it a lot, really, because everybody gets a bit poorly there after a bit, don't they? Yeah, they get physically poorly and also sort of mentally you, like I had this thing of I had to eat one smoked mackerel every day or the show was going to go wrong and you know how you get those weird rituals and so it's sort of a little bit similar now it's like oh I've got to have this I've got to have a biscuit at at four o'clock and that's my and also were you in Edinburgh that year that the riots happened don't think I was was, it was I think 2011 maybe with the riots um and I was so cut off from the riots because your biggest thing is like oh I've got to review and I've got you know <laughs> and then someone texted me from London and was like god I've just been through a bit of the riots and I was like what do you mean like it you're so enveloped in your own world aren't you and and there's people are under a lot of pressure at the moment in isolation in different ways and you can't it's like your head can't take in the bigger picture because you've got to just get through your home life so it's yeah, I think it's a lot for people. How do you think the kids are? Well, mine this is school, and I wish the teachers would uh, do more video messages to the kids because they send work, and that's really good. And they've sent a few pictures and stuff like that. But I think it'd be lovely for her to receive a video message. So I might um, ask if it goes on for a lot longer. You know, if they could do that because it's weird, isn't it? They're in school every day, and then suddenly um, they're at home. But I think on the whole, she's 
she's enjoying it and then the baby knows no different really he used to be at the child minder a bit and now he's not but I think she's she's only five I think the prospect of having like a 10 year old or a 15 year old I think that would be so different you know yeah, that's a nice age for her to be at home because she probably don't want to be at home anyway, really. But like you say, she's missing her friends. Missing her friends and she's missing playing with other kids, I think. Because it's so important. And then they do these Zoom chats, but they're just all, sh- they're just shouting. They're all shouting out there. I've seen them. They're all shouting. <laughs> oh, it, it's like, what are we doing? This is worse than... And then she just took my phone and did a Zoom chat with her best mate from school. And I was like, brilliant. You know, she's gone off on her own for an hour up to her room. And then it turned out she just left the phone with a view of the ceiling for like half an hour while she looked through the dressing up box. It's just like, no, that's not... <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. Now, listen, I'm going to leave you now, love. It's been absolutely gorgeous talking to you. Oh, and you. It's really made my day, actually. Thank you. (laughs) It's nice having a chat, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it opens you up, doesn't it? Yeah, it opens up up from where you are. It's good to talk to other people. Yeah, it is. Oh, lovely. All right, well, I hope we gig together straight after. Yes, Yes, straight, straight, yeah. yeah. I'll do Jill next time. I do. I definitely want to meet Jill. All right, that's a deal. It's a deal. Lots of love, love, love. And you take care, kid. Bye, love. And there she goes, the lovely Issy Sooty to her lovely family. It was absolutely gorgeous talking to her. Such a nice person, and I'm telling you now for nothing, one of our greatest performers. She's if you have never seen Issy Sooty perform stand up and you get a chance to, I want you to pig in, watch it. She's also writes books, and of course she's an actress and all that. I loved it when she was talking there about the character Jill and basing, she's a proper artist. Oh, I'm so pleased if, you, if you've listened to that, because what, what that was about was listening to somebody who's really properly thoughtful about where she's living, the way everybody's living. I I feel quite emotional, really, because there's a lot of very good people and artists are so important. And if anybody says to anybody, ooh, you know, they're all a load of lovers and all that, it's a a tough job. I'm telling you that for piggy nothing. And people do it because they care about what they're doing. Anyway, end of all that. She just made me think of all that kind of thing. Right, Paul. Yes. Did you like her? She's lovely, wasn't she? Yes, and I even saw Jill on the uh, on the YouTube on the. Oh, did have you there. seen Jill? What yeah. was it like when it was you on saw the, it? It's on the COVID cafe. I think she put a scarf on and suddenly became a different person. It was that's great. Right, she's that's right. Just get a scarf on and just do your own pigging thing. Yeah, brilliant. Okay then, love. Um, that's probably. I think I'm going to go and do a bit of gardening now. What else so, is there to do? Well, I know. But she was right about um funny thing. with t- You know, I've been obsessed by time, get, getting mixed up and everything. You feel that you don't do things at a certain time. And I'm still reading Winnie the Pooh. And, I'm, you know, if you feel you've got to do these things and get them out there. All right, Paul. Very, very nice. And, and thanks for listening, everybody. And I really do think she was absolutely lovely. So let's do it again for the brilliant, the wonderful... Izzy Sutty. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.